2: Red, red Robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along,
3: along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. Wake up, wake up, you sleepy head. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up. The sun is red. Live, love, love and be happy. What if I be blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Listen, but still I listen. When he starts rubbing his own sweet song, I'm just a kid again doing what I did again. Singing.
4: arrived in sc 7 with a 100% record on the road this season, but a combination of Stuart Dallas's fire and Macaulay Bonzars soon put that to bed. Welcome to Charlton Live. Chulton Live. So very good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live, coming to you live here from the Valley in SE7. My name is Louis Mendes. joining me in the studio to look back at yesterday's superb 1-0 victory over Leeds United. It's a packed studio. We've got Tom Wallin on my left, back from holiday. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, you looking well? Thank you. Yeah. Did you have a nice holiday? It was nice. It's yeah. good to be back yesterday then. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's, that's what it's all about, coming back and seeing us beaten, Leeds United. Also join us here, Mr Terry Smith, how do you tell?
5: Unsurprisingly,
4: bloody marvellous. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's and,
5: like, uh, well, you said arse, oh, so I can say
4: bloody? I
6: was going
5: to yeah. say, two swear words say, yeah. in three minutes. Nathan will yeah. be chomping
4: at a bit say, now. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan's going to be like, flying back as soon as possible to get in. And uh, you've already heard her there, uh, making her first appearance of the season, the first lady of Charlton Live, it's uh, Sue Gallop. How are you doing, Sue? I'm really good. Yeah.
6: I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm- Feel good to be here. Yeah, good to see you. Enjoy it yesterday. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah I loved it, it. I hear
4: you were quaffing prawn sandwiches.
6: Yeah, yeah. Up weirdly, and a lot of people messaged me about it. They thought it was a fix that I'd won two tickets in the Valley I Gold box. Yeah, you, sound like a Yeah, fix. yeah it, no in the Valley Gold box, it, yeah. and I was like, well, I've been in Valley Gold for about ten years, and I've never won anything. Mm. It's the first time I've ever won yeah, anything. That's because they,
4: they have to give it. <laughs> They have to give it a bit of a run up before they let the fix happen, otherwise. It's yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Yeah. On the tonight show, we are going to be looking back at a famous one nil victory uh, over Leeds United. Here, I'm sure we'll have a debate over who scored the goal uh, in a few moments' time. We'll hear <laughs> the highlights. Uh, we'll hear from Lee Bayer, the addict's boss. We want to hear from you guys as well. Let us know uh, what you thought of yesterday's performance. Who stood out for you? What made you pleased when you were leaving the Valley? Uh, you can email us studio at cheltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at cheltonlive, or you can head over to the Charlton Life Forum to have your say uh, on this evening's show. Later on, we're also going to hear from a young fan called Lewis Kensley. Uh, he's going to be joining Lyle Taylor in dyeing his hair pink for the entire month of October. So he's telling me uh, all about that on the show uh, later this evening. So just before we dive into the highlights, Tom, uh, you've been away for a few weeks, so you missed the bad bits and you came back to a quite impressive display. glory yeah. Yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, was, I was
7: here for Birmingham um, and then listened to the Wigan game whilst I was away and Obviously, you lose those two games and you think with the run we had coming up, maybe we're going to lose four or five in a row. And then, I mean, it's going to drop us down the league a little bit. And you think maybe that's where we're expected to be. Um, and I think, I can't remember if it was Lewis mentioned it on Thursday show, that it was a bit of a free hit, really. Um, we'll just go and if we get anything out of this game, then great. And if we don't, then it's kind of what we expected. Um, I said to you guys just off air that got my girlfriend to come along and said you know we'll probably be two nil down three nil down half hour in we can just you know relax just enjoy, <laughs> enjoy watching some football but it we we in, a, in, in, yeah. in conversation so yeah. about about 70 minutes in she said well this is not what I signed up for me tearing my hair out biting my <laughs> nails but um yeah we played really well similar to the Brentford game we were, we were put under a lot of pressure a lot of the time but I had a couple of chances towards the end but and Dylan Phillips made a couple of good saves but we went toe-to-toe with them we did what Boya said we were going to do we weren't you know, weren't overawed by them at all. Uh, they still missed that cutting edge, which I think their fans said as well, and got a goal and and, and a good good win to get us kind of back on the the winning streak. Because
4: you can see Terry that they are a good team, and you can see that they moved the ball around nicely. They did put us under pressure at times, but you know we found ways to beat teams a lot this season, and Libo you found a way yesterday. I think um,
5: very cleverly as well, because um, it looked at times we were like we were chasing shadows, but. It, it seemed, this can, I'm not sure this is going to sound like it makes any sense at all, because it, it doesn't to me anyway. So we used to It that. didn't to me yesterday, no, <laughs> I know. But it seemed like that the midfield were chasing shadows, but when they eventually got past us, that midfield, the back four were solid as a rock. Um, and that was helped out by the two strikers coming back as well. Well, not two strikers, but, you know, um, Lecco and uh, McCauley Bond coming back and chasing uh, shadows as well, probably. But it just seemed like um, we were keeping them at bay. Purely by the fact that uh, although they were moving us about a lot, at no point did they get behind us. Or well, it didn't seem to be. Uh, and when they did eventually, they had no, no real cutting edge up front. I think Tom just mentioned it. Um, I don't know how much Bamford cost, but it was too much.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, he, I mean he's clearly very good at kicking. Well, I, we mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, static, like, yeah. Static legs, no problem yeah, at all. Yeah, Moving um, ball, yeah. bit of a problem. And so... um if it is a goal for McCauley Bond, there's no better way to mark your debut. If it isn't a goal, he still played pretty well, so, I mean. Uh. I am going to take it away from him on the show tonight, but he he played well. And considering the situation he's found himself in, where he's come in as a a player from the National League, hasn't had many starts yet. In fact, this was indeed his first start, hasn't had many minutes in championship football. To be sort of thrown in very much at the deep end like that yesterday, he, he did so well.
6: Yeah, I think that sort of game, being chucked into that sort of game, it's either going to make you or break you, isn't it? And we've seen that go horribly wrong in the past with players that have not, not been up to it, and I think, I mean, yeah, there were there were mistakes, but at the same time, you couldn't have thought his effort, you couldn't have thought like just he was just everywhere, he just seemed to be everywhere. A bit like um, Conor Gallagher, like I was commenting after the game, that it's just for someone I know he's very young, but he's just got so much vision, and he, he'd be up one, front one minute and then he's back defending the next. And he's just, I think, having the the good mix that we've got now of, like, experience and youth is, is I think the younger players are kind of feel like they've got nothing to lose. They're just going to go for it and do their best. And luckily for us, it's coming off really well. Um, but I was really chuffed for him because I'd heard a few sort of, oh, God, he's starting. And um, even though no one had really seen him that much, it was still a bit, like you say, he's come up from the National League. That's a big jump. Um, but I've, I thought he'd done really, really well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him again, actually.
4: Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a listen to the commentary highlights from last night's game, uh, or even yesterday's game, I should say. Your commentators are, of course, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith.
8: Ricochet back to Phillips, who sends the ball forward and leads the attack for the first time. and It's a ball through to Banford, it's got to the wrong side of Lockyer into the penalty area. Ball back across the middle. Oh, Nabi saw somehow scuffed it away from a corner when it could quite easily have gone in the back of the net. It's a low corner. It's a, oh, dear, oh, dear, it was scuffed almost. I don't know he didn't catch it right. I'm trying to see who that was. I think it was Dallas. It was a low corner that uh, seemed to take everybody by surprise. Dallas got his foot to it, Dylan Phillips almost sort of unexpectedly had to scoop it round the post for another corner but half ball forward to Bamford who turns Prattley, edge of the penalty area, good block by Naby saw but Costa will pick it up for Leeds I'll hand you over to Greg Stubbley in a second Costa, infield to Klitsch. Klitsch sees the run of Dallas into the penalty area. It's a scuffed cross, but uh, it'll run through to Elioski.
1: Takes the shot. Oh, Nabisar with a block. There's Jonathan Leko. Oh, it's Lecco back there. Great defending. We'll see Phillips sends in the penalty area. <laughs> it's come off from Nabisar. Oh, and Phillips with the save. Just deflects it back off of Nabisar. And Phillips dives down to his left and clears. And Charlton win a throw halfway inside the half on the left hand side. Brilliant yeah. save from Phillips. Sorry, Solly with Nabisar. the throw down the line. Comes off of Harrison. Comes to Williams. Good first touch. Williams under pressure from Phillips goes down the line to Bond, Bond looking to take on White, he's got no one for company, Bond's still with it, and it's a challenge from White and Charlton out the yeah, corner,
8: he did well there McCauley Bond, he had no help, he could have uh, risked trying to outstrip White, instead just held the
1: ball up and forced uh, White into the tackle and concede this corner, as Josh Cullen comes across to take, an opportunity for Charlton center half to come up from the back, Naby Saar, Lockyer, Striding forward with Darren Bratley, Connor Gallagher and Charlton leaving just Chris Sully, Johnny Williams and Parenton outside the penalty area. Leads have everybody back. As Josh Cullen prepares to take the corner, swings it in. He's come towards Look it! See it! Come on, Don't lock Lockett!
8: To see you just levered that leeds player out of the way i think it was bradley who levered his man out of the way lockyer met it on the fall and leeds players seem to fall over like dominoes in the
1: box and lockyer's did that come back off macaulay bond okay it did it looks it's like casilla kept it out and it looked like he hit macaulay bond those who have the replays will be able to tell us for sure, but looking at the big screen, that could be Macaulay Bond's first Charlton goal. I, I, I couldn't understand why it managed to squirm through, and I think I know now because it made
8: the save and pushed it against the back of Macaulay Bond
1: and back into the net. I do it takes a goal kick, and there is the half-time whistle. The proud first 45 minutes for Charlton. Referee blows his whistle, Saar, this dummy, comes to Cullen instead, Cullen shoots, oh, and the goalkeeper had a save to make, diving to his left but holds on nicely. Yeah, I think that was suited for a left footer, so I was surprised it was left to Cullen, but he hit it well. But uh, Casillas was never going to lose that straight. Down, it's it it's a decent one. Costa turns and down the line to Dallas. Dallas ball across goal. Bradley gets something oh, on it. Jeez. And it goes wide. It just looped up of Bradley's shin. And it's an important intervention, you have to say, with Lee's piling bodies behind him. But it could have gone anywhere. <laughs> Indeed, it could have. And it looked like it was going into the top corner.
8: It did so well, down Bradley, not to score there. It's Bradley. Good oh,
1: challenge. That's really John Bamford. well done. Banford just yeah. takes yeah. out Gallagher. Fans around us aren't happy at that. Lockyer certainly wasn't happy at that. the referee's got to calm this down. It was a nasty rash challenge from Bamford. A striker's challenge, if you want to use the cliché. But I don't think it's anything more than the yellow card, if I'm honest. I think mean, Lockyer is convinced Bamford knew what he was doing as well. And I think that's what's
8: upsetting more, that it wasn't just a rash challenge. He knew exactly what he was doing,
1: and he did it to hurt Gallagher. Bamford's been put for that. lock here might receive a yellow for his reaction Uh, i think so
8: i mean from from a personal point of view i like to see it because opposition know they can't get away with stuff when you've got players on the pitch looking after each other Lockyer is put for that reaction. Still Lockyer, and Ketcher still trying to take on Lockyer. Lockyer forcing him out now. Chip ball across, headed down by Cullen, and then it squirts through to Harrison on the edge of the penalty area. Little touch from Cullen clicks draws it back in. saw with a header up in the air and catch it with a shot. Oh, oh just wide right at the post. He missed it. Everybody just watched it in slow motion. And it just went wide right to the right and
1: upright. Oh my word. How have they not scored there? Charlton never throw. Five added minutes.
8: Five minutes of added time. Everybody virtually in the penalty area. Phillips sends it in. It's, uh, it's uh, gone to Cooper in the edge of the box. Oh, a
1: safe safe and and Phillips. Phillips. That's a I'm not sure I think. how much he knew no, about it Sam, Field. Sam Ev- Fields was there as well putting his body on the line Everyone surrounded Sam Field and slapping his head even Dylan Phillips so I imagine it might have been Field who got the final contact it's not sure I knew much about it as we're into the last minute
8: corner comes in similar position Prattley with a header away, but Costa will keep it in for Leeds on this near side sends it back into the box, Dylan Phillips will grab it, and fall to the floor with 30, 40 seconds left of added time Phillips prepares to launch this in to the edge of the penalty area in it comes, and it bounce and straight through to Dylan Phillips and then, yes! the
4: Well, there you go. What a performance. What a dogged uh, defensive display in that last, uh, well, 88 minutes, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that was, it, it was similar to the Brentford game, but. I don't know if I'm right in saying I felt more comfortable. I felt like, well, we know we've we've done it once before. I think we're going to do it again, Tom. And I mean, there was last-ditch blo- uh, last blocks like you'd expect. There was bodies on the line. There was headers when the ball was coming in. There was Phillips commanding his area when he needed to. There was everything that you need to beat a Leeds United team. And we had it in absolute bucket loads yesterday.
7: Yeah, we looked like a side that that had done it already this season because we had. Uh, and we looked like a side and somebody asked Bowyer about it in a press Conference yesterday, we looked like a side of Lee Bowyer's out there who just worked their asses off. Um, they, <laughs> I'm not, not saying that again. It's though. only no, exactly. May left
6: a <laughs> swear word throw, to swear uh,
7: <laughs> Throw their bodies in the line, put you know, just get in front of the ball, do whatever they had to. But we shouldn't take away from the fact that when we did have the ball, and okay, it wasn't for a huge amount of the game. I think the possession stats tell that story. But when we did, we did play our football, um, and we didn't just. Lump it long, apart from the last 10 15 minutes, we weren't just lumping it long and waiting for them to come at us. We were getting the ball down, we were trying to play it out through the thirds, we were getting Williams and Gallagher and even Prattley on the ball as much as we could. Macaulay Bomb was holding it up well, so you know it's not like we had a lot of chances in the game. But, but as you said there, I you know it, it was tense because we're playing a, a very, very good side, but I do think they lack that cutting edge. Uh, and as I said earlier, it's something that their fans have commented on for a few games now, um, and that kind of give me a little bit more comfort but until that whistle blew i, I wasn't i wasn't sure um But yeah, I thought it was a really, really good performance and the sort of performance we're used to seeing from this team now.
4: Yeah, there were some nerves going into that last 15 minutes, perhaps, or so, when you know the game's going to get stretched, when we've heard all about Leeds' incredible uh, levels of fitness. I mean, Jacob Peck tweets in, guys, can you alleviate my fears? Yesterday, Terry mentioned that Louis was visibly shaking with the intensity of it all on the commentary gantry yesterday. Can you now confirm that I am okay? I mean, I was... Well he was physically shaking I was I feel I mean I feel like I shake With excitement At every Charlton game anyway I don't
5: don't tend to watch you That often
4: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean uh, Yeah I was I was feeling it Every time the ball Went through to to Dylan Phillips Or every time A header cleared it away Or went out for a goal kick I was you know Punch in the air because, oh uh, yeah, that we, we we're a minute closer. It was a little bit like that towards the end, but you know what to like I said Tom, we know, we know what to expect now from this lot. I think it was more to do with the, more to do with the fact that I was I was nervous about us making a
5: mistake rather than Leeds scoring. It again, I'm not sure that makes sense, but I, they didn't look like they were going to trouble us that much. So I thought it might be because we'd already seen uh, saw Shin a couple just wide. <laughs> How Darren Prattley never scored an own goal? I have no idea. Um, But it was our day, clearly. We were just teasing them. (laughs) Obviously. But, you know, if you remember the uh, the Forest game where we absolutely battered them for I don't know how long. And then just one... um, I don't know what you call got laps of concentration, and they get an equaliser, and that I think is what I was worried about more more than anything that we'd make a mistake and let them back in mm. because we'd only got the one goal. So that's what I was more nervous about. I think, and, and the relief um, at the end was, was the reason for that that we'd we'd held out. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have doubted us. You know, we got a Welshman at the back, and look what they did to Australia today in the rugby. They did, they know how to defend the Welsh.
4: I have no idea what you're talking about, Terry. Um, Sue. So, I mean, we, we, we talk about that character, that that fighting spirit, and as Tom mentioned, one of the questions in in the press in the press conference yesterday of Boya was, oh, I felt like I was watching eleven Lee Boyas out there. I mean, it really. I mean, a manager often like his character can reflect in his team, and no more so than this current Charlton side and and the sort of passion you'd expect from a Lee Boya team.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's, and I think that's not just from Lee. I think it comes from Jack O'Ran, um Andy Marshall. They're all pretty passionate football men and and as we know how much Jacko put into to to us when he was playing and I think that's definitely carried into his his coaching job so I think when you've got players that clearly respect Bo, Jacko and Andy that they look like they they want to play for the shirt and I think I was actually thinking about it last night was in the past when we've had lone players you could see who the loan players were because it was very obvious because it wasn't really buying into the whole ethos and all of that. And I'm struggling now to remember actually who is on loan and who is Charlton players, if you want to say it that way, because they're all just fighting for each other and and just digging in and getting the jobs done. So I think all credit to to Bo and Jacko and Andy for sort of instilling that in all of them.
4: Mm. Now let's get down to the... Uh, the, the main sticking point from yesterday which is the goal tom um so, I mean, it's, Arse. <laughs> so there we go Right. so i got it yeah, so, I it's a bit rude i wouldn't call you that mate but uh, um <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean the build up the build up to the goal it was it was a good move to uh, played uh, mccauley Bon into a little bit of space and he did well, actually, again, to hold it up to win the corner because there was not a single option in the middle of that penalty area for him. So he won the corner. I think it was Cullen who, who whipped it over, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then, I mean, first of all, the desire from Tom Lockyer to be the man who won that volley, brilliant. Um, don't know what the goalkeeper's playing at. And going to say this now, wasn't his best day? And um, he threw it against, I mean... It hit Stuart Dallas, didn't it? It's annoying because it takes away from the headlines of Macaulay Bond gets goal on, on championship debut, but it, I think it hit Stuart Dallas. Can anyone put me right? Oli Ollie Groom is convinced it hit um, Macaulay Bond. He even sent me a video which he says, show me it hitting Macaulay Bond, and I watched that video and it's still hitting Stuart I Dallas. <laughs> no, sorry, yeah. uh,
7: for me, it, it comes off Dallas. Um, it, it's annoying that Bond's not, probably not going to get it for his stats, but... I don't think that should take away from his performance at all because, and even for the goal itself, he had to be there to put Dallas under pressure to fall into it, to to knock it in. So yes, he might not get it in, in the stats when he retires. It's not going to be a goal that goes down against his name, but you know what? He was as involved as it was possible for a Charlton player to be in that goal, um, and he deserves a huge amount of credit for doing that along with the rest of his performance. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would probably be giving it to Dallas on no. the whole.
5: All we need is, is is the slow-mo to show that even even if it's like a stray split end from his head that, uh, that it can touch mm. before it hits Dallas, then we can claim it, I guess. Yeah. But, I, um...
4: I, I mean, I've seen the, the the angle from the main TV camera. Is so, so it looks like it's come off Macaulay Bond's back. Mm. But when you've got the the camera that's pointing down directly above the goal in the Jimmy Seed mm. end, I mean, physically, it can't have hit anything other than, than Stuart Dallas. And that's a shame. But the only thing I will say is, I mean, I ain't going to go out of my way to start a campaign to take well, it m- off Macaulay Bond. Uh-huh. So the I, I the do wonder though, if there's. How like
5: many, a- how many, uh, you know, the, the uh, Dubious Goals Committee, Or
4: do mm. they still have one of those? Or yeah. yeah. They? Do they? Okay. Uh, what, even in the Championship? Yeah. Well, in yeah. fact, Ollie, Groom, okay. Ollie Groom's just texted me now. I told you he's, okay. he's, right, okay. he's got his own campaign. He says the goal has been given to Bond and it won't be changed. So thankfully it is in the record books there as Bond's oh. goal so no matter what Perfect. Tom's trying to say about it being um, Stuart Gallus' goal <laughs> Damn it. it is yeah, I, was, I
8: was just going to ask all he that,
6: says
5: you know, stop they, the, that the, 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 the dubious goals committee if they exist the, they wouldn't have the same en- camera angles that we have seen they'd only see one wouldn't they uh, they wouldn't no, ask for it, GoPro and all that malarkey would no, they
6: no but even on the Quest highlights I think would, wasn't it shown that it, it looked, looked more like it was like it coming off Dallas off but Dallas. then it
5: wasn't a, a right close up view that then you could say, you know, they couldn't magnify it to say did it hit McCauley um, bomb first, for yeah. example.
4: So, like, so Oli is uh, saying that McCauley's certainly claiming it. It was um, a clear strike, wasn't it? Yeah, That's I mean, I mean, a yeah. twenty-five yard volley into the top bin. I yeah. think Can't Tom, Tom Lockyer's a bit <laughs> upset about Tom it. To yeah. be honest, <laughs> yeah, Tom Lockyer claims he's, it he's the, got it. <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, as well. uh, I mean, that, it was that sort of game, Sue. Where I mean, we we saw it last week actually up at Wigan, where. Set pieces. If, if it's going to be a game where perhaps you're not going to get too many chances, and Wigan didn't have many chances against us last week, you've got to make your set pieces count. And we've scored from, I think we've scored from a few this season now. We certainly scored one at Blackburn on the opening day. And, you know, I talked about that desire. For um yes, yeah, it's, it's certainly not Lockyers, according to Ollie Green. <laughs> I talk, right, talk about, Ollie. Yeah, talk about oh, that damn. desire for Lockyer to get onto that volley. Mm. I mean it shows that we were determined to make those chances count.
6: Yeah, I think um as, as Bose said in his, his um his press stuff is that a lot of work's been gone put in with Jacko and Andy in particular on the set pieces. And I must say like I obviously haven't seen all the games, but I have seen quite a few of the games this season and it's whenever we get a free kick or a corner i'm actually like quite fancying us to score because we look a lot more organized within those set plays and teams still don't seem to know what we're going to do which which is fantastic obviously it's still set like fairly early doors in terms of the season but if you've got people that are creative like jacko was as a player and andy as a goalkeeper knowing how it feels to be on the other end of that and where where goalkeepers will get caught out, I think um, that's going to be our strength this season. I'll
5: yeah. tell you the one thing is that, um, and, and I agree 100% with everything that Sue's just said, um, when you've got Jacko who, who was a master at arriving in the box to convert dead ball situations, but he was also fairly good at uh, the dead ball himself, like mm. free kicks. Mm. When you've got a player like Josh Cullen, who can seem to be able to put the ball wherever, wherever he wants... Then you can instruct him to do these sort of things. Mm. Um, when you haven't, and we, you know, we've had it in previous <laughs> seasons where you know they've probably been instructed to put the ball somewhere, and then it's always gone to the near post and cleared away or got, <laughs> gone twenty yards too far over the over the Do you know what I mean? The fact that you've, we've got a player of the calibre uh, of Josh Cullen who, who, who can deliver a cross mm. um, helps that situation enormously. So if they say, I don't know, what we'll set piece number two? then it must give the, stri- uh, the strikers or the centre-halves so much confidence that if they make that run, the ball's going to be there. Mm.
4: Now, of course, Lee was pitting himself against uh, Marcella Bielsa, one of the great tacti- tacticians uh, in-, in world football, Cheek. apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'll say that, Bo- Bo's is- I think in in what is still a fledgling managerial career. I mean, he's shown that he he knows how to out-tactic someone else, and he's he's talking about in the in the interview we're going to hear with Taylor, and he said it in his press conference yesterday as well. You know, he knows when to change a system. He knows how to match up or to force even leads to match up, which is the first time apparently they've done that for a long time. That they've been forced into change system, and when we saw us going to free at the back at times yesterday, and you know Prattley dropping into that back three or Jason Pierce coming on late. That's when they just weren't creating real opportunities or too many of them in open play.
7: Yeah, um, it's something I'll maybe come on to later because I had a theory around that three at the back when Taylor's not playing anyway. But we go back to the obvious comparison, which is our last manager, Carl Robinson, who stuck to a very rigid formation. And when you're winning uh, and when you're making other teams beat you with a formation that they know you're going to play, that's one way of doing it. But Boya studies the opposition, works out what he thinks is the best formation to beat them and make sure that his players are trained enough to be able to adapt to whatever formation that is. And it's not just at the start of games. As you say, we did it yesterday mid-game and we've seen plenty of games where half-time he's gone, do you know what? What we're doing isn't working. We're going to switch it around. I think we've got the quality of the players to do it. But also, boya has got the the balls to say, well, do you know what? I'm going to try it. And if it doesn't come off, well, that's on me. And, And I'll hold my hands up and say, well, we tried something else and it didn't work. And yeah, I think, you know, he he just comes across as a he knows the game that's the thing and we you know we heard it after that Peterborough rant when he said you know I've played the game I know the game and you think well what does that mean is that just the desire is that just the hunger but it's not he understands the tactics as well he's got a great team around him and people like Brett and and Jacko as Sue said who's played it and knows how this thing works and yeah he's proven himself already uh, uh, obviously a very junior level as a manager but you go up against someone like Bielsa one of the great coaches of all time and to out-tactic him like that, he deserves a huge amount of credit.
4: Mm, right. I mean, obviously there were going to be chances as the game uh, went on, not as many as I thought that they, they could have possibly. been. I talk about the similarities between the Brentford game and this game. I felt Brentford were camped on the on the edge of our box, or still not creating too many chances. Leeds seemed to be playing a little bit deeper. We were getting out uh, a bit better, but there were chances. I mean, notably the the block from Samfield when that corner four minutes into added time. Just drops anywhere, similar to that Forest game that, that yep. was mentioned earlier, but and, and exactly the same as the Brentford game. Sam Field, the man who's come off the bench, is is there, and again another loney as well. Sue. we um,
5: we we have players, and, and again, Sue alluded to it earlier about um, buying players who buy into what what we're about, um, and we've all in the past when Kirby Street, I think started it, really. Uh, well, no, actually, Lenny Lawrence started it, um, but uh, you get players who come in who, who, who get it, and I think. Um, Chris Powell did it and, uh, and now Lee Bowie is doing it and with Steve Gallen and Johnny Jackson. They're only bringing in players who understand it uh, and get it and want to put a shift in. Uh, and that in- in- it also means throwing your body in front of a, a football travelling at 150 miles an hour. Uh, and they were all doing it. Every single one of them. Samfields yesterday. I, say, I think um, I th- initially thought it was a save by Dylan. Um, but then when he got up, he looked around and said, well, I had no idea what went on there. That almost
4: said it all, <laughs> the fact that there was three or four people could have made the block exactly. there because as soon as that ball dropped loose inside that six-yard box, everyone was right on top of it. I mean, we saw other ones that were charged shots charged down inside that area. It's incredible how the players were sort of swarming uh, on, onto onto those Leeds men when the balls were sort of dropping into the, the, the penalty area. I think Leeds' only real clear-cut chance in that second half fell to the Arsenal loney, uh, Eddie Nikita, and he... I mean, it was, it was it was quite lucky the way it dropped to him. I think Naby Sarr had a header, probably didn't quite get it out as far as, as he wanted to. And if if, if Nikita had caught that properly, there was two men there who were ready to block it because they they'd charged him down. But because he completely miskicked it, it dribbled past him so slowly that our players had already done the block and then got out of the way. And then you just saw it agonisingly rolling towards the far post with a chap coming in as well. And that just dropped wide. And when you see stuff like that, you're thinking, yeah, I think this is our day.
6: Yeah, I, I said exactly the same off air, that it's when those things happen that you think, yeah, we've got this. Like, we, we always feel confident. I, 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 Like I said, I, I felt like we were going to win yesterday. I don't know why, I just had a feeling before the game that we were going to win it. But then you still think, oh, yeah, but this is Leeds and they are really good and... They've got some amazing players, but it was when when things like that happen, you think, yeah, we've got this, this is our day. So it's just, I think the last 15 minutes, although we said we got a bit nervous, I don't know whether nervous was the right word. It's just one of those, like Terry said, that you think, oh God, please don't let it be caused by a mistake from us, not necessarily... Leeds playing a little bit better than mm. they already had
4: now of course Leeds have a very hard-earned reputation as dirty Leeds over the over the course of the years
6: rightly so yeah
4: well i, well, I was chatting <laughs> with uh uh, some of the chaps in here yesterday and we were trying to find out if that fair play award they got in the week could be rescinded <laughs> after Patrick Bamford's assault on, uh, on Connor Gallagher. Now, I've seen I've seen a few late tackles in my time. I've probably been on the receiving end of, of a couple, but my Lord, I mean, that was so late. I don't think, uh, I'm surprised the referee hadn't already blown the full-time whistle by the time that challenge came in. It was, I mean, it was frustrated and it was a horrible kick on Connor Gallagher and there is absolutely no excuse for that surely, surely that was a red card challenge, surely.
7: Yeah, uh, at the time, I- I'll be honest, I thought it was a booking, um, but seeing it back and seeing it from the angle that a referee saw it, I don't understand how he hasn't given it a red. It was uh, it was cynical, and as you say, it was just pure frustration. Gallagher had been the best player on the pitch, probably. Um, Bamford hadn't had really anything fall his way, and I think he just took it out on Gallagher. Uh, he made absolutely no effort to play the ball at all. Um, and just completely wiped him out and, and could have hurt him as well. So, yeah, having seen it back for me, it should have been a straight red.
4: There must be a, a little bit of um, satisfaction from Conor Gallagher being that 18-year-old kid who's come on and put in the performance that winds up a player to that extent that they want to kick you off the pitch because, I mean, he was all over the place yesterday. Well, Connor you, Gallagher. The
5: great quote from Lebo um, pre, pre-match was about uh, singing his praises and saying, uh, yeah, it reminds me of me because uh, um, he got taken out uh, by somebody, I can't remember if he said who. And then uh, next challenge, he absolutely wiped him. Uh, so uh, he said he, he got his own back. So he's, he, he's not phased. He's gonna, he's gonna stick up for himself. But uh, I'm a bit with Tom here. When when it first happened, um, I I thought it was a um, yeah, a little bit re- uh, reckless, but nothing overly sinister at the time. It was wasn't until I saw Lockyer sprint what twenty thirty yards, so he must have seen it exactly how it happened. And then, because we're on comms and and there are people watching it on on Valley Pass on the telly, and then probably seeing it back again, said straight red. They were, mm. they were actually coming uh, comments on on Twitter mm. saying no, that he should have been off.
4: Yeah. My, my initial reaction straight away was straight. I mean, we were mm. right right above it, and I can say it, it, it wasn't a late, it wasn't even a tackle. That's no. the thing. If mm. it's a tackle, if you've, if you've gone in for a late challenge, then you can understand maybe it's a missed time to yellow card. But that does not look like a tackle. That is a swing of the leg, and it's a kick on on eighteen year old Conor Gallagher now um a, a few people were talking about potential home fan uh, away fans in the home <laughs> end yesterday and I, I actually bumped into one I knew when I was coming down the stairs it's like who used to go down to watch Bromley as well and I sort of reckon I hadn't seen him for a few years and it was only about halfway down the stairs it clicks I said like, what are you doing here you're a Leeds fan but he he talked about Connor and I was sort of saying yeah he, he played well and I said it's amazing he's only 18 and his jaw dropped to the floor he had no idea he, he didn't really know who he was he just thought he was a good player. I mean. For a man, or for a boy that age, to come in and to be running championship midfields, I mean, he's got Chelsea got a player on their hands there when it when it when eventually he goes back there.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, when I was talking to my friend yesterday about him during the game, because he, you just he does things, and you think, how the hell is he doing that? He's eighteen years old. His vision and his his response, like he's so quick. So. Sometimes a ball will, like, dink off of someone and the Charlton players will just sort of stand and then sort of run after it. Connor's there. He's just there. He's got this vision and this maturity that I've not seen for a long time in a player that young. And um, to be able to, to sort of ride out... Because I think if you're going to learn learn your, your sort of bread and butter, if you want to say that, the Championship is a really good place to do it because it is, you've got the skill... Um, and the the pace, alongside the being kicked and and bullied off the ball, um, and I I kind of got a bit sad about it because then I thought, realistically, is he ever going to get into the Chelsea side? Mm. Like, I I, <coughs> I I we all think he's amazing, but he's he's probably one of the best players we've got at the club at the moment, um, and a lot of people from other clubs are saying, wow, like what a player. But then, when you look at it,
4: if this transfer embargo they've got currently well, goes on for a few him more him, years, yeah, yeah. then maybe
5: um, Lampard will, will know. Uh, he'll, he'll get reports, and it's almost like you remember when Scott Parker first appeared in, in a Charlton shirt. He uh, reminds me a lot of Scott Parker when mm. he first appeared. He's got all the tenacity, all the skill, but he's a bit lightweight. Mm. So we sent Scott Parker away to Norwich for what well, almost a season uh, not quite a full one but almost. A, he came back a different player came back stronger mm. physically and uh, and mentally. Um and I should imagine that's what Chelsea I hope and Connor Gallagher does. So if uh, if he develops in the same way he'll get back in that Chelsea side comfortably I think. Um mm. whether it takes us, you know this season or next I don't mm. know if, hopefully uh, they'll ignore, you know, they'll lift the transfer embargo and Chelsea can find some squillion pound European player to pick instead and we'll get him on the cheek.
4: Now, talking about dirty leads again, um, there was one <laughs> other incident yesterday and this is a, quite an unsavoury incident by the sounds of it. Now, I've seen a few people on the forums talking about this. There was some sort of cryptic quote from from Macaulay Bon as well that came out um, via Phil Hay the Leeds United journalist I wasn't actually in Macaulay's press conference but I heard I heard after um, so you so those of us in the West stand would have seen at one point Leeds handed a note to one of their own players at which point Macaulay tried to steal it and yeah. I thought oh that's quite funny but it sounds like he was trying to steal it because evidence <laughs> I, I've heard what it said on it was something along the lines of try and get number 14 sent off Jonathan Lecko." now Later on in that game, now, only sort of going off what I heard, my brother actually saw this incident as well. He said there was some sort of incident between one of the Leeds United players, and I won't say who yet because I don't want to start throwing accusations around, and two of our players, but like I say, it's all over It's all over the forum anyway. But it would appear that some people seem to think there was some sort of unsavoury comment between a Leeds United player and two of our players, or potentially just one, in Jonathan Lecko. Now, I think by the sounds of it, some it could come out later on. But if there has been some sort of comment, which is what a lot of people who saw the incident are claiming, I mean, there's trying to get a player sent off or there's kicking players, but then there's taking things to the next level. And if what some people are implying might have happened there, Tom, has happened, I mean, I don't think we've I don't think I don't think we've heard the end of that yet. No,
7: no, definitely not. I wasn't aware of the incident at all. Haven't seen the forum post at all. But obviously, just going what what we spoke about off air and what you've said there. If if what's being reported is true, then then it obviously requires further investigation because there are there are problems in football at the moment that are rearing their heads again um, throughout football. uh, Lots of things that are becoming a problem and. Um, if what's being reported is, is anything along those lines, then, then it requires investigation and requires dealing with very, very strongly. Um, as you say, it, it's accusations at the moment and whether we can find the evidence and whether what is being accused actually happened, I guess, will come out in, in the time. Um, but if, if that is the case, then it needs to be dealt with strongly because, as I say, there, there are things like that rearing their head through, through fan groups and all kinds of stuff across football. Um, And if it's coming from players as well, then obviously the issue is not being addressed hard enough at the moment.
4: Right, we're going to hear from Lee Bowyer in a few seconds' time. Don't forget, there's still plenty of time for you to have your say on this evening's Charlton Live. You can email our studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say on yesterday's performance. Loads of you have already got in touch. Uh, we'll come to those after we hear from uh, Lee Bowyer. Later on in the show as well, we're going to hear from Lewis Kensley, uh, the young fan who's going to be dying. his hair uh, just like Lyle Taylor for the month of October. We will look ahead to the Swansea game if we have time at the end of the show because uh, we've got to patch them up and go again in about. Four four days' time, but we'll uh, we'll come to that uh, as the time is right. So, Lee Bowyer came in to speak to Terry uh, in this very studio after yesterday's game. Uh, the Alex boss said that his side have just beaten the best side in the Championship.
0: I think you witnessed it yourself today, the way they move the ball, the way they break, the the, the intensity and the pace that they break at, how quickly they'll win the ball back. They're a very good side. I think just tactically, I think we got it right today. Um... I've looked at, looked at their strengths and their weaknesses all week um, and we, we nullified them to, to not many chances and and that was the main plan because if we do that, I believe we've always got a chance of scoring whether it's in open play or set pieces. I know how hard Jack and Marsh and Brett work on the set pieces. Uh, we said before the game, uh, uh, one of them said before the game, like we'll, we'll score from a set piece today if we get the delivery right. We could have scored maybe another one or two, um, so yeah. But I think in the general game, I thought we was very good. I don't think we embarrassed ourselves in any way. I thought we won the ball back well. Uh, the only just came in there and said, "Like, well done." He said, uh, "You pressed us really high and hard, and and that was part of the game plan." You know, most teams just sit there and drop off. If you can't affect the ball, then you have to drop off. But if you can, and you can get after them. I don't care how good you are. You, you don't like it. I know I was a black, so I thought our work rate was exceptional.
5: On the back of two disappointing results, um, coming up against the lead side. Yeah, I mean I know all games in this uh, in this division are going to be tough, but uh, is that a good thing? Because um, you know the uh, the players obviously had to raise their game against a, a top side, but uh, was it the right game to come up against after two disappointing results?
0: Uh, not really. I don't think. I don't think. I really want to play against Leeds. I don't think there's a good time to blame. Um but it's two disappointing results. But for me, we deserve something from both games. Like as I said last week, like the, the worst 45 minutes that we'd played, but we still create chances. Like you've got to remember that the standard that I've set us is sky high. So I'm going to get disappointed at times. But we still created enough chances last week to at least get a draw. We had five... Tom Lockett could have had trick. Should have had trick. So, Tamar had two very good chances. One in the first half, one in the second half. Johnny Williams, like, seemed to clear one the wrong way last week. You know, like, it's just a tap-in, and then he his standing leg and gone the other way. We had so many chances. So, we ain't been playing bad, apart from our passing in the first half against Wigan. Apart from that, I think the two, two results, I think... We didn't do bad. I was never panicking. I'm not panicking. I'm not worrying. Because I know every time I go out there, the players are going to give me 100%. And, and, and they're good players. So, again, I think we showed that today. We surprised Leeds. I said we're going to surprise teams. And, and we're definitely doing that.
5: You brought McCauley Bon in uh, up front. Uh, was that to, to, for his pace to try and defend from the front? Um, rewarded you with a goal, although he probably didn't know a great deal about it.
0: Um. Yeah, macca well... It, for me, it's, it's been tough for Macca, you know. Like, he's, he's come from Orient, and no disrespect, there was like non-league. And to now come and play in a championship, that's a massive step for him. And and we've had to work hard with him, and, and we're still working hard. And he, he's a, a work in process, you know. Like, he's not the finished article yet, and I don't think it's fair just to chuck him. If chuck him in in the beginning, and wouldn't have been fair on him. So, today, he got his chance, and he grabbed it. Again, worked so hard, come off with cramp. can't ask no more of him. He worked hard, he won headers, he held the ball up well so and he can finish by the way, so once he gets a proper chance, the lad can finish. so yeah, I thought he was outstanding. I thought they all was outstanding, but for for Macker to play start his first game against for me, the best side in the league at home, twenty odd thousand. and. I think he handled the occasion very well.
5: <coughs> Two teams out there that are close to your hearts, uh, close to your heart, Leeds uh, have come here, the Leeds fans would have come here, they would have known what to expect from a Lee bowyer side and I think uh, Charlton side gave them exactly what they probably expected because there were people throwing their bodies on the line out there, uh, every challenge was was committed, uh, there were no, uh, nothing left uh, on the field when they left I don't think.
0: No, no, yeah, Leeds fans, they know, they know that the, the player I was and and Anyone that's seen us play is says like that they're just an image of you. Like they give everything, they work so hard as a group. Um, they leave everything out there, and I was the same as a player. So that's what I demand from my players. If you don't give me that, you don't play. Um, so yeah, it's, they they probably see what what they see many many times over the six and a half years I was there.
5: Um, is that defensive? strength that we showed today going to be uh, so important in uh, in the rest of this season I mean we're now in the top 6 17 points from 9 games you couldn't have uh, wanted two better start I wouldn't have thought but uh, that defensive performance uh, should stand us in good stead if we can repeat that
0: but that's been every game for me that's been every game all 9 games that we've played we've had that don't forget last week they didn't really create any chances last week Dylan I can't remember him having to make a proper save last week scored from two set pieces against Birmingham can't remember Dylan making too many saves you know like we defend like men like they put their bodies on the line they all work so hard from top to bottom because it starts at the top so um, yeah we, we keep working hard and we keep trying to keep clean sheets because if we do we'll keep winning games.
5: Suppose the uh, question now is getting them back up for for the game on Wednesday. Another tough one. <laughs> well, they're all going to be tough, of course. But Swansea yeah. come to the Valley on Wednesday. Uh, recovery time is going to be important.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, now this is where it comes into taking care of your body and, and recovery and making sure that they they rest tomorrow. They'll have tomorrow off. They rest. I'm not silly. I will look after them when when I can. Um, so they'll be off tomorrow. And then Monday, Tuesday, we won't do much. Just be a case of on the Monday getting the rubbish. Go in, out of your legs, do a little bit of football. Uh, Tuesday will be more tactical. so There won't be much. So hopefully Wednesday they'll be raring to go and, uh, and add it again because we have to be. We've got another playing playing the team, the second, I think, in the league. If they don't get much harder. they just play the side, the top, and then they the decide the second. So, um, But we're at home and we'll have our own fans singing their hearts out again. They was unreal today, unreal from start to finish. Um, I said earlier like, it makes the air stand up on the back of your neck when it just don't stop and the players needed them again the last 10 minutes was tough they were trying to pin us in putting, getting overloads everywhere And so yeah they, but the fans were there and, and they, they helped us get across the line again
5: 5,000 more in the valley than watched the last time the two sides met in the championship so that's a testament to uh, uh, your work, the players work and uh, everybody behind the scenes and what you're putting together
0: no, well, it's good to see, and I'm glad all enjoying it and, and getting behind the lads. That's all I ask. Even on a budget, quality is
1: non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
8: Cullen, trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bauer's there, Pierce's there, Bauer with a header! And a shot. Yeah. Oh, it's done! It. Oh, He's
2: gone. Oh, Patrick Absolute German beauty. Dreamland. Charlotte has
1: scored with seconds remaining. We've done it. Too. Get
2: in. Come on. What Let's a time go. to
1: be here, we're here we're at
2: Wembley. Oh my word.
8: Oh my word. Charlton live. After finishing third in their first season since promotion, Charlton Athletic Women take on Aston Villa at the Valley on Saturday, October the twelfth. The game is heating up to be a popular one in the FA Women's Championship, and tickets are on sale now for the match by visiting booking.cafc.co.uk. Get down to the Valley and show your support for Charlton Athletic Women. Charlton Athletic Women versus Aston Villa at the Valley,
4: Saturday, October the twelfth. Kickoff, three pm.
2: You're listening
4: to tonight. So welcome back, this is Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. Uh, we just heard there from the addicts boss Lee Bowie, who came in to speak to Terry after yesterday's fantastic one-nil victory over um Leeds United, his former club of course. Uh, he's always so enthusiastic when he comes in to speak, isn't he, Sue? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Is that is that because of what I've just said? It's got it's really weird. Like I know I've talked about this before, but I've known Bo since we were both seventeen. And when he was a, when he was that young, Steady boys. Like, no reaction. Uh, no, um, <laughs> when he was that young, like he was always quite fiery. And um, even as a player, obviously we know. And even I'm taken aback by how calm he is when he's talking about games. I know he's had his odd little rants. About especially about the fat geezer. <laughs> um, I
5: think you said big geezer. Well, <laughs> big <laughs> geezer, sorry. Yeah, we probably wanted out. to say I that. Think we could all big.
6: say worse about <laughs> Steve Evans, but anyway. Um, but yeah, he just, when I listen to him, he's just so calm and like, yeah, he should start reading, like Tom has just said, doing audio books. Yeah. I think <laughs> he's... Um, Zenbo. Yeah. Definitely definitely not what you would expect. Yeah. I think
4: it was um, Steve Evans and Carl Robinson on the same touchline yesterday. You can imagine what that would have been like. <laughs> They're probably still there chatting away now, aren't they? Yeah. Um, right. Neither of them getting wounded. Trading worded. insults. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excellent stuff. Well, I mean, Let's start having, having a look at what, um, what, what people had to say after yesterday's performance. Um, you can email the studio at CharltonLive.co.uk. You can tweet us at CharltonLive. Head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say. There's plenty of you who already have. And the first one uh, last night came in from George uh, saying, Last week we said to give Macaulay Bond a start, and we were right. I thought he worked uh, very hard yesterday. And Freddie says, Great result for the lads yesterday. Hopefully Bond has earned his spot in the starting lineup. now. We just need Anike uh, alongside him so I, we talked a bit about mm. Bon earlier Tom but I don't think we've really spoken about um, who's going to partner him so of course Jonathan Lecco sort of plays alongside sort of just behind and a little bit wider um, I thought I thought Lecco was frustrating yesterday but at the same time there were two or three good things that won't be picked up now there was a point yes I mean we had some we had some raucous fans behind us where we were sitting. <laughs> you, were, uh, you kept swearing in our microphones, actually. But um, at, one p- at one point, I mean, they were getting frustrated with, with Lecco because, sure enough, he gave the ball away mm. quite a lot yesterday, more so than, than what I've been used to. But then, I mean, I think as Phil Parry who pointed out, at one point yesterday, he then picked up the ball on the halfway line, took it past two people and then sent a brilliant pass over to the right-hand side. Didn't hear a peep from the chats behind us when he did that. I mean, he's, fr- he's a frustrating player. Would you, would you drop him yet? Because I still think he's, he's shown a lot. Uh,
7: no, I, I certainly wouldn't. I think um, there was a couple of people around me who two or three times just wanted him to pass it that few seconds mm. earlier and I and I completely get that but the reason he's in that side is because when he picks up the ball he's scared that Leeds back four and yes, there were a couple of times where he held on the ball too long. Um, at one time in particular I can't remember who it was on the overlap but he could have put him clean through and he didn't but you're going to get that from a young player and, and a mercurial player like that but the other two times as you say, he's going to take players on and he's going to make a pass as well so you're going to get five out of ten probably brilliant moments, five out of ten maybe not so good. But at the same time, when he's running at those players, he continued to scare them and continued to, to put them under pressure. And that's what he's in the side to do.
5: A few things here for me. Firstly, if uh, if he was the finished article, West Brom would still have him and we wouldn't. Mm. And that's why he's with us. Secondly, if you remember the, the Forest game, uh, where he absolutely ran non-stop for 45 minutes and then couldn't come out again afterwards. Um, so I think people are expecting him to do that again at that level, at that pace, at that intensity for ninety, and that's not possible. Mm. So I think he's obviously learned and been told to pace himself a little mm. bit more, and, and it's working. And both here and the reason I think himself and uh, uh, Macaulay Bon were put on there was to close down that uh, mm. that back three, or sometimes it was a back one <laughs> uh, that Leeds were playing. Uh, to as an extra defensive so I mean Lee Bowyer obviously went into the game thinking we've got to keep it tight we've got to stop on creating if we can get a goal great and quite prepared to win it one nil and that's what happened so um, sometimes you have to sacrifice the attacking intent uh, of your players to make sure you don't lose and I've said it a few times already this season and I think Lee Bowyer knows it better than anyone and he's learning as a manager brilliantly if you can't win a game, make sure you don't lose it. Yeah. Mm. And then you might just scrape a win 1-0. And I think that's pretty much what happened
4: yesterday. I, I, going back to Jonathan Leckard, I don't think I've ever seen a player who beats his first man mm. with such oh, consistency. Yeah. But the, problem the, is he, the problem is he then tends to run into two or three others. Yeah. But, but, you know, I, I certainly think, still think he brings a lot to the side. I mean, Agre- Freddie did definitely. mention about Chucks and Nikkei there. So have you seen much of Chucks? Because I, I quite like Chucks mm. and Ike, but we still haven't had a start from him yet. So, I mean, he's certainly a good option to bring off the bench. I
6: think i think chucks is is someone that i wouldn't start with um one because he hasn't got the pace that jonathan's got um but two i just i feel like he is someone that you can bring on that's very strong can challenge um and and can cause some problems when your opposition side are a little bit tired and not as strong as they are in the first sort of 2025 so i would i mean i would definitely stick with Jonathan I think he's an exciting player I think he's an exciting prospect because like you say the pace that he's got when he's got the ball at his feet you're not going to get that with Chucks he's a big man he's not going to be able to sprint like I mean when he started running yesterday it looked (laughs) like he's got bricks in his boots but he's but then he has got that strength that when you've got a set pace that he he can hold players he's off or just the ball, bounce them off him. Yeah. And I, I, I
4: still think I still think he's he, we we're going to see a bit more of him being a good finisher over the Definitely. course of the season. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Rag uh, tweeted in. Uh, should be a good show. Looking forward to it. It's a great game. Yes, I am really pleased with the result. Whilst Leeds pushed hard, we dealt with it very well. We needed it after two losses. Great for team morale. Without Taylor, uh, best result so far of the season, and 160 quid better off. La 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 Not bad. I mean, yeah. Just putting it into. We always. I always like to try and put the. Uh, you know, we we come onto a Sunday show and we talk about a single game, but then I do like to put it into the context of a season. Now said on what Thursday show like. Didn't, didn't fancy going into this run of games that we had coming up. I mean, sure enough, but like you said, look, every team we're playing is a championship football team, but obviously some are better than others, and we got we gotta play three big teams in this division in in the course of a week. I mean, I won't be surprised if we see some chopping and changing before before Swansea. But in order to get three points on the table before that week you know, at the very start of that week I mean that takes the pressure off a little bit if nothing else
7: yeah and I think I said it at the start of the show we could easily have been sitting here in three weeks time having lost five in a row and I wouldn't have been hugely surprised because the Birmingham and Wigan results I hadn't expected but these next three games are absolutely massive so to get three points on the board already out of the first one it, it is absolutely brilliant and I think he's right if you put it in context of the whole season I mean we've had some, some very very good results already but It's the first time we've come off the back of defeats this season. Um, It's the first time Boyer's has slightly called out his squad by saying they didn't really give him what he expected at Wigan. Coming up against possibly the best side, certainly one of the best sides in the division. You put all that together, um, the fact we've come out with that result is hugely impressive. But Mm. yeah, in context of the season, possibly, yes, the best result, but... uh, I think we've got to look at the season as a whole we, we've just started really really well
4: mm. uh, Right Peter Barrett says a great team performance the back four were terrific but without a doubt the man of the match had to be young Gallagher he covered every blade of grass he never shirked to tackle a joy to watch uh, let's just hope that we're feeding negative reports back to Chelsea <laughs> 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 I know there was a Chelsea fan uh, on Twitter who was behind the dugout yesterday watching Conor Gallagher because hopefully he's got no way of telling Frank Lampard what he saw <laughs> but yeah Cliff Scales uh, yesterday was a battling display it wasn't pretty at times but we Done what we had to do against a quality side. The whole team deserves praise. Uh, that I thought Gallagher was man of the match. Solly and Bond were excellent. Special mm. praise has to go to Darren Prattley. He's been bloody marvellous this season. I think we've managed to go the whole show without mentioning Darren Pratt as Prattley somehow because he, he's he been brilliant this superb. season. Yeah. Absolutely
5: superb. And, and going back to what, what Tom said in, in, the, in the comment earlier, um, this is what we want, wanted to do this season, isn't it? I mean, you know, we've been um, in misery for. A good number of years at least for as long as um, we've been owned by uh, certain people in Belgium um, and the reason it was so emotional last season the reason we're so gushing about Lee Bowyer is because you know we found something and we found a formula that has lifted us out of the gloom uh, and so you know the reason I scream like uh, like an idiot at Wembley is because this is exactly what we wanted to go through. We wanted to play Leeds. We want to play Birmingham. We want mm. to play, you know, Fulham and Swansea. Uh, and it's going to be tough uh, for me. It's a free ride. Yeah. You know, the whole season is a free ride.
4: Yeah. I mean, Lewis pointed out on Thursday show this time. He was sort of about this time last year. And it looks out like We was when we beat Plymouth at home two one last last minute. Carl and Grant goal, and I enjoyed that game for sure. But it's nothing like beating Leeds United, the the former pretend champions of Europe, is it? Like it, it's
5: nothing like beating any team at this at this level at, from where we've been. You know, and and, our, and everybody's expectations of us this season were pretty much, well, we'll be lucky to get full from bottom. Mm. If we're lucky. You know, we could be adrift by Christmas. All of that. This is all about us enjoying this and... Uh, beating Leeds uh, uh, it could have been anybody you know it, it, it doesn't matter who Leeds is great but you know if, if that result would have achieved that result against I don't know against, against Huddersfield I'd have been Reading equally chuffed it, yeah, yeah. It, it's as I said free ride we, we were not expected to do this and uh, we're going to surprise quite a few people this season
4: right Tony's got involved it was a fantastic squad performance Leeds were a strong side and played very well we frustrated them and defended like gladiators McCauley Bond held the ball up when he could his movement was top notch I can't fault any member of that squad and Johnny Williams is an absolute wizard i not sure why Chris Solly gets so much stick on here. Uh, talk about Twitter. Uh, he was immense today. Solid at the back uh, and good going forward. Phillips, too, a couple of bad kicks. But other than that, he kept another clean sheet and pulled off uh, some blinding saves. Yeah, Phillips made a couple of saves in the early stages. They were the only two, really, he had to make. Um, Solly, let's talk about Solly because, I mean, I feel... Like, there has been a lot of comments about Chris Solly. I always review re- them because I think I can't see any drop-off in Solly. For some mm. reason, people notice one, but I've never seen it. And I thought yesterday, you know, he played his part in an excellent defense- defensive performance. Yeah,
6: I think Sols is Mr. Consistent, really. Um, and I think he's one of them players that if he did have a bad game, the whole team would have a bad game. <laughs> because it's not, it's so unlike Sols to... to to have a bad game and I just I think like maybe people will get him worried because he's spend spent a bit of time on the sidelines with his dodgy knees and stuff. But I think when he, he I think Bo's gonna be able to manage him and his and and how his sort of his knees are and not playing every game perhaps is gonna like make people think, oh, he's not good enough but it it's not that, it's being able to manage potential injuries and getting the best out of him. And I just thought he was just classic souls yesterday. I agree.
5: I mean, in a strange way, this, this season is going to benefit Chris Solly because, uh, yeah, he's going to be rested, of course. And you'll probably find Deji coming on Wednesday, uh, potentially, uh, because uh, um, not only do the club have to manage him, he has to manage himself. And I think that's what he's doing. Mm. Um, I don't think I've seen probably a better right back defensively at this club. Because he just wow. reads the games, oh, that's seriously, bold yeah. To tell. seriously. Yeah, seriously. Uh, he's seen a lot of right backs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Going as, back as to nineteen yeah. thirty as an as an as an out defender, uh, I've not seen too many better. Mm. Yeah. Uh, now, um, what he had, uh, you know, when he was a bit younger, was that ability to get forward and, and put a decent cross in, and he could. Now, I think that's less yeah. likely. Um, he's managing himself, and and he reads the game brilliantly, mm. and. Uh, uh, there was that. Um, I'm trying to think, Harrison wasn't it on, on their left hand side or right? Yeah. Uh, and he looked quite a dangerous player, but Chris Holly just. He tried to go outside him once or twice and failed miserably. Okay.
4: we we'll just talk about history there. I just wanted to point out actually something that was in the programme yesterday written by Ben Hayes uh, from the Charlton Museum. Uh, and it was, uh, you remember a few weeks ago, I, we took my other half's uncle and, and or great uncle and great aunt to, to the museum. Mm. Uh, and we were look and, we, and uh, it's the explanation of what happened in the programme. But basically we looked at this infamous photo of the 1947 cup final. And, and Terry's spot- in the background yeah. well no, I was going to say spot, spotted there's a little child in the middle and Ben Hayes when well, I always assumed it was Terry but Ben <laughs> Hayes had said no one's ever known who it was and our aunt knew uh, Amy's aunt knew who it was so we've got oh. the about in the story yeah all about the kid so they're not about, yeah so it's so quite interesting oh, so, so it was just it's nice to find out it wasn't Terry right so Sarah Saunders says uh, oh, who, scored, who scored the goal uh, Lockyer, Bond, or Dallas but then again who cares we won uh, also I think that Prattley is underrated he always gives mm-hmm. 110% but gets overlooked sometimes Tom Bramley said it was a similar game to Brentford where everyone put a shift in uh, standouts were Prattley, Saar and Gallagher uh, for me they left it all out on the pitch also Bond showed that he deserves to start while Taylor is out he didn't stop running yesterday uh, bring on swansea john says if you defend like lions you've always got a chance all the boys were superb uh, with a couple of better passes we could have had more spencer said uh, that the defense as a unit were outstanding yesterday Lockyer is one of the best signings of the summer he's certainly a character only tom Lockyer mm-hmm. as well goal scoring prowess apparently after yesterday but you know he's 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 one of those who's made to step up from from a lower league into the championship with ease
7: yeah and obviously we lost patrick bauer um pretty much straight after he scores that winner at Wembley and he'd become a, a big big presence in, in last season's team and him and Pierce, and then him and Sarah had formed decent partnerships and you wondered how we were going to replace that because we didn't really have anybody else in the side and we signed Lockyer I think was captain wasn't he at Bristol and you know comes with that leader reputation it was a theme of a lot of the signings we got during the summer but didn't actually know too much about him as a player and saw him getting slated even before pre-season I think and then during pre-season and, uh, I think Nafe called him out and said this is going to be the guy that's the scapegoat for us and Nath more than anyone has defended him on this show but I think he's defending himself he's putting yeah. in brilliant performances and yeah, deserves all the praise he gets because I can't really fight, think of a fault or a foot that he's put wrong so far. Yeah,
4: no, uh, Jonathan Lecko's a new scapegoat. I don't think if you've got the uh, <laughs> yeah. if you've got the note, didn't there. get the memo? Yeah, <laughs> right. Gavin says hi, chaps. Uh, with many understandably concerned about Boyer's precarious one-year contract, do you think Gallon's promotion to the boardroom could help persuade Roland to offer him a decent deal? Uh, does it really hinder a sale if he's on a long, longer contract? There's no way on earth that could possibly hinder a sale. It's like <laughs> you know that really good manager we've oh, got. That doesn't tied mean, down for a few years so I won out that doesn't mean the excuse again. won't come anyway yeah crazy <laughs> uh, I don't think Gallon's being there will make a difference either though because I mean I mean, in, in terms of Bates' contracts like, I can't see Gallon being able to persuade Roland to be sensible on that I think Ronan likes to do things his own way, as we found out to our detriment or not, over the year. The case <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, right, uh, Heather McKinley. Uh, when I cut my birthday cake at work in the week, I wished for three points and a suitable marking of the Lisby Hatrick anniversary, mm. which was a day out. So the, the Hatrick anniversary was Friday, I think. Or or during the week at some point, but they showed up a match that match today, which was a nice uh, comment. Um, uh, Heather added, uh, "I am most pleased that we got away with our goalie wearing nearly the same colour as them, Mm. minus the fluorescent pink. I hadn't noticed that actually, but yeah, it was Heather's uh, uh, birthday during the week, and a couple of us we went to the bar, didn't we, before the game? um,
5: Had a a diet coke, yeah, to celebrate. I did,
4: I did." That probably was just so nervous. Yeah, it yeah, could have been. Yeah, it's Should good have good had a Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she got the three points that she wanted. Vital child and quality performance yesterday. We stood our ground and pulled off a brilliant defensive performance. My first game back from holiday. So I guess I'm a glory hunter like Tom. There you go, Tommy. <laughs> well, we had Deal Addict who tweeted in last week as well saying they were back from holiday and we're going to start winning games. and they, they everyone's nice to delivered. do it. Delivered on their promise. Uh, Bob Liscombe a great end to a perfect week yesterday following a holiday in Grand Canaries. Anyone not been on holiday? Nathan's on holiday currently as well. Uh, anyone checked outside to see if Gallagher is still running around the pitch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Justin said, what a contrast. Last week, I was fearing the worst. Yeah, well, it, does, it goes to show that, I mean, Bogu was saying himself, you know, we feel down in the dumps after a couple of defeats, but we did create a couple of chances in those games. It, we were never outplayed completely, and I, I guess it's, that's what we saw yesterday.
6: I think the advantage we've got this season is that no, there's no expectation. Mm. Our, our greatest hope is to stay up, and there has been since the beginning. We've got we've got the lowest wage bill. We've got probably one of the smaller squads in the league, um, and I still think anything. Above, full from bottoms, gonna be an absolute, like just mm. that will just be amazing. Yeah. So I think we teams, even though we have had this good start, are probably still thinking that we're not as good as we are, and and yeah, we will get scouted and stuff like that. But I just think like because of how Bo is so. Um, adapting like the team on a weekly basis effectively in, in terms of how he's setting up to play against the other side people are going to find it harder to yeah. work us out because we're never really playing I mean, the same way
4: Bielsa's comments yesterday about the difference between the two sides and saying yeah you know, obviously via his translator it sounded to me he was saying that I know I've got better players than what John have got mm-hmm. but I couldn't find a way to win and I think I don't know. I don't think he meant it in a bad way, but that's effectively what he was admitting, that we, we just were more dogged than them. We probably did out-tactic them. We we did what we had to do, and we're going to do it over the course of this season. Uh, right, Tim Jackson. Every player and fan was absolutely brilliant. What a noise inside the Valley. Special mention to Bon, who was superb. Also to Solly and to Purrington, our full-backs won every one and one and were first to chase down every clearance we made at the end of the game. Great Commitment. Brian Cole, I announced Macaulay Bond as the scorer. I did mention Tom Lockyer once, but I think I got away with it. <laughs> well I did notice that you did say it was, but everyone thought it was Tom Lockyer yep. at first, to be fair to him. Uh, Anthony Wagon said it was a coward's challenge from Bamford mm. on Connor Gallagher, which I think is a fair way of saying it. And then Bob says, obviously Leeds didn't have spies at Sparrows Lane this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan says, I love Lee Bowyer. and It's criminal that his contract runs out again in June. Uh, we'll have even more eyes on him now after the Leeds results. Uh, we've got to tie him down uh, with at least a longer deal than one year Dan tweeted me before the game yesterday saying he was confident and I, I, just, I just tweeted about saying it's going to be a tough game and I saw him in the car park <laughs> after he said I told you and he can was I, right
5: Can I just ask everybody um, to uh, hope Leeds win every single game from now to the end of the season except when we play them up yeah. their place On the last So extent, as yeah. they get promoted Bielsa is, is carried arm aloft mm. uh, like a god and they don't come sniffing for Lebo. Mm,
4: on his bucket. Yes, him. exactly. On his... <laughs> <laughs> a cup of coffee uh, on the yeah. top of it. Matthias says to beat Leeds United at home with the away record they have is fantastic. Leeds certainly put us under pressure uh, at times, but from listening to Commentary Valley pass, it sounded like a hard working display. Tom Lockyer and Conor Gallagher. Uh, Really growing on me. All the best from the Sheffield lads. Thanks for making a great show. Yeah, cheers for that, Uh, Matthias. Are we up in Sheffield anytime soon? We must have Sheffield Wednesday at some point. It'll be good to see you up there, Matthias. Uh, Darren Ellis, I'm most pleased about uh, that we got back to winning ways after two disappointing results against a side that probably will get promoted uh, this season. The The togetherness in this team is something else. Rape hates, right? Uh, Great show as usual, although the language is a bit rich for my sensitive ears. (laughs) Tom. Uh, Oh, you got them playing with so much spirit and no little belief and long may it continue. It's a joy to watch. Uh, Were the crowd mics turned down during the game, Killers Beards? Was that... Were they with the crowd mic just because of the swearing or? Uh,
5: no we didn't do it deliberately yeah. unless they did it off uh, off, off, campus um, mm. but uh, no we didn't we don't know how to turn the mics down otherwise you were near us.
4: Yeah. us <laughs> uh, <laughs> which Dan, might be a good thing to yeah. be fair Dan says uh, it's the Charlton way win when we expect to lose and lose when we expect to win roll on Wednesday three points and then take a draw at Fulham happy days yeah, I'll take those results right now David Nichols says looking forward to a happier pod later chaps pragmatism on Thursday show was spot on and we have to fight in every game yesterday was like Brentford in terms of our character and resilience we can be so proud of the players management and fans what a job Bo Gallant and his team are doing Sebo's just got involved as well I think this current squad we have has a type of spirit that the old Wimbledon FC crazy gang had in the late 80s and early to mid-90s. Would you yeah. would you agree with that? Those yeah, I, don't, I yeah. don't
6: think we've got any deep heat in any plants. Yeah. Or, uh, I think without the... Uh, Can't be arranged. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything like that. Without without the psychopaths, mm. I think that's probably yeah. fair, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I, I wouldn't... know. I wouldn't put us in that bracket at all mm. because we haven't got that... I think in terms of the mentality, it's, there's more of a calmness around us. I think yeah. I they think were all just a bit nuts, weren't they? Yeah,
5: yeah that's why I'm said psychopaths, yeah. We, yeah. we yeah. haven't got that psychopathic tendency as far as I know. But uh, I think we're going to have to get used to the odd Birmingham and the odd uh, Wigan game. Mm. Because because we play at such a high intensity, it's, it's very difficult to keep that, especially with a you know relatively small squad that we've mm. got uh, for the whole season. So mm. I think we you know as long as people don't uh, don't get too carried away with mm. the the occasional blip, which will happen for sure, mm. um, because we're going to have days like uh, yesterday as well.
4: Yeah, right. Quick break here on Charton Live. We'll be back with your emails in thirty seconds.
1: Gallagher keeping in for Charlton, He's under a bit of pressure, flicks it on towards Pierce. Little flick forward towards Williams, Williams he's he's is side. Williams in the pounce area. Collects. Williams. Skies past Allen there. No, Williams! Oh, Saved by Bundland. Can Gallagher get on a retrieving ball? We can, but further wide. Gallagher, ball into Cullen. Cullen has got Bradley behind him. Cullen into the pounds area. Cullen still, ball across goal. Cars And, Williams. Oh. and then he got yeah. it! Yeah. Yeah.
2: Get in there!
1: Ah. And he gets oh, he it!
4: Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening or via the podcast uh, afterwards. Uh, We've still got about 20 minutes left of this evening's show. We're going to hear from young Lewis Kensley later on. He's uh, dying his hair pink for charity and we'll talk about that uh, in a few moments' time. We've got a few more emails from yesterday. Richard Church says, "Uh, Hi all, thanks for being there. It's a great show and great commentary, Terry, as always. Thank Thank you you. Uh, very much, Richard. He says, I was at the game yesterday and thoroughly enjoyed the match. You've probably covered all the sensible points. Mm Well, I, mean, I, don't, I don't normally, don't normally. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, we've talked a lot about bums but, um, uh, but I wanted to give a big shout out to the ball boys yesterday who took as long as reasonably possible to get the ball back to the players when it went out of play consistently made me smile and I really admire their bottle in the face of what might seem to them uh, big bad grown up footballers well done to them um, he said, apparently, a ball boy was sent off at the Yeovil Bromley game yesterday. Yeah, in fact, all, all one won. ball boy was sent off, and then the rest of them were taken away, probably for exactly that reason. Because I mean, our ball boys were doing it, and referees can say yeah, right, yeah. no more because they're the ball boys slow, the ones, Yeah, they uh, slow the game down.
5: Specifically, the ones behind the goal uh, mm. and in front of the Leeds feds. You see them mean, celebrating was, when we went they were, and they, 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 they deserve yeah. all the credit they're going to yeah. get. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, uh, it's one of those things that's infuriating when it happens against you, but when it happens, when when it's your ball boys doing the dirty work, you're like. Well done, chaps. Uh, Right, McSquared uh, says, Hi guys, just wanted to say how much of a privilege it was to be at the Valley for yesterday's win against Leeds. It was an incredible team performance against one of the best sides in the division and our boys gave their all for the full 96 minutes. Although Leeds enjoyed the lion's share of the possession uh, and had far more chances to score, although they were mostly off target. We defended superbly and thoroughly deserved to emerge victorious in the end. We still didn't look potent in front of goal without Lyle, but the team more than compensated for this by bat as though their lives depended on it if we keep turning in performances like that we will definitely finish mid-table at the very least which will be a fantastic achievement Leeds tried to boss the game which was very much uh, played into our hands and ultimately we frustrated them to the point where they started to lose their rag the support was incredible too and it's performances like those that make you proud to be a Charlton fan 100% agree with that Danny Hill says what a gritty game uh, that was yesterday we dug deep from minute one we knew we wouldn't have the possession and just had to take our chances when we had one and we done it tell (laughs) Uh, another world class performance from Gallagher loved seeing the passion from Lockyer and from field but Macaulay Bond deserves a special mention what a shift he put in and didn't look like he came from a National League side at all and he wants to see the same again on Wednesday Mark Newbury evening chaps and chapesses Uh, I was asked before the game by some other fans what my prediction was I said three nil they laughed and thought we'd be lucky to Get a draw, but I have faith in us. And to be honest, Leeds have never impressed me when I've seen them a lot on Sky. I'm, yeah, it's pretty much every game. <laughs> uh, you can all you can have all the possession you like, but if you can't score and defend like that, uh, you get what you deserve. We certainly deserve the three points. And glad to see Macker get his start. It reminds me of Steve Permatan Jones, his running style <laughs> and willingness to chase and harass Harris uh, opponents uh, look good. I'm sure Bo will have said he could. Have, we could have scored a few more. With our decision making being a little bit off. Letco choosing to shoot when Macker was better placed, and Chuck's looking to pass when a shot was better can't fault anyone yesterday except the ref who if it had been a stronger one in the first half would have at least sent off that coward Bamford for his kick on Connor who did himself credit by not rolling round like their guys but uh, if he had I think Bamford would have gone also just a warning if you could uh, tell everyone who parks down Eastmore Street Greenwich ticketed a lot of cars mine included midway through the game so be aware next home game oh, that's a shame it's like sitting ducks really if you, can, if you park down there not a lot you can do is there yeah. right Ben Plummer uh, says hi guys only managed to get to a few games uh, a season but I'm pleased I chose this one first of all the atmosphere was amazing uh, the Leeds fans helped to contribute to it as well such a solid performance overall I'd not really uh, seen us uh, have to play that defensive before but it was enjoyable to watch in a different way to seeing an attacking a p- performance all of the team really pulled together as one I wasn't sure we were going to get uh, to last out with con- without conceding uh, in the second half but the hard work got us through in the end stand up performance with Gallagher Williams and Prattley. Gallagher was just everywhere harrying the Leeds players and Williams provided a bit of creativity that was missing uh, otherwise. Not sure any striker playing for Charlton would have been able to do much in that game yesterday but Bond and Lecco both put in shifts. They really had nothing to work with apart from long hopeful balls which most of the time Bond actually managed to win and hold up pretty well. Leco also made so many good runs but he was lacking uh, when playing the final ball on another day. This would have been a frustrating or even more frustrating to watch. Can't fault his work effort though. He was absolutely knackered by the end. Plenty of bodies on the line, crunching tackles and great teamwork showed that We can compete in this league without Taylor. However, doing that game in, game out will be tough. On to Swansea on Wednesday. Thanks for your emails coming in. couple of DMs as well. Chromie says, my youngest was mascot yesterday. So glad I got to tell Boya that he was uh, he has restored our pride. That was before we beat Dirty Leeds. Well, you would have heard the mascot earlier as well. Uh, Mark and Phil says, hi guys, didn't expect that yesterday. Would have taken a good performance, but to get the win was unreal. Defensively, one of the best I've seen in recent years. Tom Lockyer was outstanding, as was Conor Gallagher. Mentioned for Lecco, fantastic skills. Just needs to sort out his final ball, and then we'll have a very useful forward uh, on our hands. Only once, one comment that came in yesterday from Greenpea said, "'Massive result, fully deserved.'" disappointed in seeing Boyer fist pumping towards the northern so-and-so so Boyer went and did the Leeds salute to a player to a team he spent six years at I mean I can get over that
6: yeah I, I think we all expected him to pay some sort of tribute to the Leeds following I mean he's a hero up there as, as much as and when, when you think about it he actually only played for Charlton for probably a year and a half if that and he was at Leeds a lot longer played in the Champions League and and you just, I would, yeah, I would never sort of think badly of Lee. I would have been disappointed if he hadn't actually, yeah. because I know how much Leeds means to him um, and how much mm. he means to them.
4: If he'd if done that after we got beat four 0 then <laughs> I could see people having a go. But I mean, we we won, and he went up and said thank you to a fan base that I mean, I think. I know a lot of people don't. I think Leeds is a great club. I think it's a massive club. Oh, they're club. unreal, yeah.
6: unreal. And I've, I've, I was a bit puzzled at some of the tweets last night saying mm. that they couldn't hear Leeds fans. They were so loud. Mm. And I think came back to that discussion about the Jimmy Seed again in in terms of the acoustics in there. That it just it just that sound just carries. And it must have been really hard for Dylan. That that second half must have been really hard for mm. him.
4: Right, we've still got some more messages about yesterday's game, but I want to get on to the, our interview with uh, Lewis Kinsley. Uh So he's a young lad who um, did the same last year, uh, but he's going to be joining uh, with Lyle Taylor uh, for the next month. And I'll let him explain uh, what he's going to be doing.
9: Um, with my score, I'm just going to try and do a pink and red day for um, the boys. We're going to try and do a red... And then the girls are going to come in light pink. And then... I'm gonna dye my hair pink and try to raise them um, to 250 pounds.
4: Lovely stuff, cos you're taking it to the extreme, and you're gonna try and go pink for the whole month, aren't you?
9: Yeah, cos my school's letting me do this, and we've uh, already had a chat with my school, and they um help raise money.
4: Yeah, I understand you did this this last year as well.
9: Yeah, me and my two friends Harrison and Maurice did this and we raised about £600.
4: Oh, nice. So, I mean, you, you set a target of 250 I mean, I'm sure with enough Charlton fans getting behind you, maybe we could even try and beat that, that target you had last year.
9: Yeah, maybe. Uh, we have to see what happens yeah. with all the raising.
4: Yeah. So what is it that inspired you to to follow in the footsteps of Lyle Taylor?
9: Because um, I like helping people out and I think it's really nice of him to just raise money for different charities
4: and uh, I mean obviously Lyle Taylor's a, an excellent player we're missing him unfortunately at the moment but um, is he up there as one of your favourite Charlton players at the moment?
9: Yeah he's, one, he's my favourite Charlton player then, it, then there's Ben Parrington after
4: that. Yeah. So um, just looking at coming back to the football looking at the season start so far obviously a couple of defeats in the last couple of weeks but it's been a brilliant start to the season for the Addicts hasn't it?
9: Yes, it's been fantastic seeing us doing so well in this division.
4: And uh, how, how do you think? How do you think we're going to get on this year? Do you think we can stay up, which is apparently still the target?
9: I think we'll come around um, the tenth mark and round mid-table.
4: Lovely stuff. So just to remind everyone, you're going to be dyeing your hair pink for the entire month of October. Um, how, how can people get involved with uh, with donating? Will there be a link that we can share?
9: My dad set up um, a just-given page for Jeffries and um, Breast Cancer Awareness,
4: so we'll split 50-50 into each um, page. So there we go, that was young uh, Lewis Kensley uh, speaking to me about how he's planning to support Lyle Taylor. who's going to be dyeing his hair pink for the entire month. He's going to have a special day uh, at his school as well. Um, And then... Yeah, so he's going to be trying to raise money. And he's also going to be wearing pink football boots. for. So he plays for Stroud, Stroud United. Uh, he scored his Barnes-Soul Primary. And he's going to be raising money. It's going to be split between Cancer Research UK and the Jack Jeffrey Superhero Trust. And obviously, um, what Lyle does is uh, is impressive. And it's obviously inspired this young man. He did it last year as well. And uh, it just shows... Uh, uh, is is more of that great community spirit you see at Charlton.
6: Yeah, I think... Um Lyle's one of those that's definitely i think because he has played in the lower leagues and he knows how much that that player fan relationship how how important that is and obviously he's he's been quite um outspoken about why he's doing this for for his auntie and I think it, it is inspiring because we've all been touched by cancer in some way um families friends and for him to make such a sort of i guess bold um Statement in in dyeing his hair pink. I mean, you can imagine the amount of grief he. Ma- I mean, he already gets it for being blonde, <laughs> so to then dye it pink um, is just opening him up himself up to abuse from other players. But to see that, like little kids like like him, is just looking up to this person that's sort of like a a beacon of strength in doing something that he really believes in and and the other people that look up to him and now thinking, actually, I want to do this as well because Lyle's done it, but also because it's such an important charity and an Mm. important sort of uh, cause. Yeah,
4: i just put the link out on our Charlton Live Twitter page if you'd like to support Lewis as well uh, by donating. Uh, The money's going to be split, uh, as you said, between Cancer Research UK and uh, the Jack Jeffries Superhero Trust. Now, Grant uh, Jeffries, you'll remember last year, Jack, so so sadly passed away, and Grant, his father, was yesterday's uh, Pride of the Valley uh, he got he got the shirt on the pitch and Grant said he just um he just wanted to uh uh to thank everyone who supported him yesterday as well and in, in going on to the pitch and, and, and all the kind wishes as well. So that's from, from Grant. So like if you if you wanna start if you wanna to donate to the, the page I've just put out there, I mean it's a target of two hundred and fifty quid. I think we can smash that oh, yeah, quite comfortably. So um half of it will go to, to Cancer Research UK and half of it will go uh, to the Jack Jeffries superhero. Uh, trust Right, um, we've got a few messages uh, on yesterday's game on the forum. Uh, Ferryman says, I thought Conor Gallagher showed too much sportsmanship after being taken out by Bamford. He got up straight away to show he wasn't injured, but had he rolled around in agony a bit, Bamford might have been sent off. That's the only problem. Like, we signed a Chelsea player, but we we seem to have signed someone who's not really a Chelsea player. He's, 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 <laughs> That's why they let him go. Yeah. <laughs> but he's I'm, I'm, as well, I'm, isn't
5: yeah. I'm he's quite happy with that.
6: sterner stuff than that. I'm, I'm just quite happy with that.
5: Mm. I, I mean, uh, I think... Um, we, I, I wouldn't say I'd have felt uh, or thought less of him if he rolled around. Um, he just got up and showed uh, showed Bamford that he's a coward and, and Gallagher mm. isn't. Um, and they replaced Gallagher fairly quickly afterwards. So uh, Leeds were obviously worried. Either that or he had to change his underpants after Tom mm-hmm. Lockyer ran at him.
4: Yeah, Uh, Ray Bates said he's hoping to be up uh, versus Derby with the therapy dogs uh, for the Lyle Taylor collecting for for breast cancer awareness. Come and say hello, Uh, hoping to say hi to the children in the Jack Jeffries executive box as well. Yeah, to to explain a little bit more. So, um, the Jack Jeffries superhero trust—they they've got a box here at, at the Valley that they um that they sort of lend to to families with, with with sick children to give them a day out at the football and obviously that costs a lot of money so they need money donated mm-hmm. to to do that and i'm sure over the course of the season hopefully we can start donating a bit more to to that to keep, to keep that sort of that thing going because they do such good work and obviously having been through such a horrible situation themselves that the jefferies family are trying to 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 make things easier for other families and it's i think it's very big of them
6: i mean the club the club have been amazing in supporting um, Grant and and his wife in, um, give actually giving them the box for a certain amount of games in the season. The only stipulation is that they have to put obviously pay for the food and drink and stuff. So, but they they do need to raise a lot of money just to support that and and keep it going. And I don't know whether. Anyone seen the tweet, but the box is available for Wednesday night because the family that were due to come are now not able to mm-hmm. come because of illness. I don't know whether the box got, um whether they got someone else come forward, but if you know anyone, any child that's affected by cancer or any serious illness, get in touch with Grant. Um, about the box,
4: mm, right? Um, Southwest Addicts on the on the forum says, uh, "I wonder if the Leeds man in the bushes decided to have the week off." <laughs> uh, a great team performance, huge for the confidence, winning against the league favourites uh, without Lyle Taylor. Now the president says it's all very well having players who will put their body on the line. Uh, But we got lucky with Brentford and Leeds, to be honest. 20-30% to possession will eventually get you sussed out by teams who have someone who can put the ball in the back of the net. If you let in first, then it's a different story entirely, as proved by Birmingham. Not taking anything away from the performance, but you can't go through a season expecting that result all the time with that sort of position. It's much easier to score a goal with the ball uh, than without it. The president then adds that Tom Lockyer will be a star player. The only thing I will say is we haven't played like that in every game. Obviously, we've played like that against very good footballing teams and you see Brentford this afternoon I thought they put on a bit of a display uh, at Brentford some of the goals they, uh, Barnsley some of the goals they scored and Leeds I mean we know all about Leeds but as I say we've gone to games like Reading where you know yeah for sure it's been quite e- quite even in the first half but then we've started playing our game and, and teams haven't been able to live with us
5: There are only three other teams in the division that have scored more than Leeds by the way mm. so they know where the goal is yeah. and they, uh, only... their goal difference is the best in the division yeah. they were top oh. of the league um, so the fact that we um, frustrated and stopped that calibre of side yeah. scoring a goal is huge and immense. And uh, there are times when you're not going to be able to play teams off the park. The good teams, you know, the really good teams. And, uh, you know, Leeds are one of them. Whether you like it or not, uh, you've got sometimes you've got to suck it up and, and, and play the side you're facing. And uh, you're not going to be. You know, we're not in a position where we can field a side that's going to take leads on and rip them apart. We're just we're just not in that position at the moment.
4: Now let's start to look ahead because I'm, I'm slightly worried we're not going to be in a position to field any team who isn't who isn't who walking wounded. It seems. I mean, after yesterday's blood and guts performance, I mean that takes a lot out of you, and the last thing you need is to play a, a, a squad like Swansea, Tom, a Welsh team that therefore you must know all about mm. um, <laughs> everything. Yeah, um, I mean, but, but but you know, they're a team that's up there as well. And and I think they dropped points late on against Reading yesterday. But having gone through that that 98 minutes or whatever it was yesterday that we've just gone through, I mean, it is going to be a, a patch them up and send them out job on, on Wednesday evening.
7: Yeah, it's going to have to be. Um, we've got we've got strength in depth in the midfield. But aside from that, yeah, we're we're going to struggle. Uh, Purrington's going to have to play. Imagine Lockyer's going to have to play. Um, up front, we're going to have to pick someone. I don't know if Hemed will be fit by them. But if not, you're looking at Bonn and... Uh, Maybe an ek, possibly Leco. One of them, two of them, are going to have to play because we haven't got anyone else. So I think we couldn't rotate the midfield slightly. I think Otzuma will probably come in. Um, you know, maybe someone like a George Lapsley could come in. I'd be surprised if we saw Jake from the start, but maybe mm-hmm. you could even play someone like him if you need to. So you know, we've got players in in that area of the pitch, but the rest of it, it is going to have to be just getting through that game and then the game again just two and a half days later because of the early kickoff. It's it's a tough schedule, but as Tell said earlier, that's you know that's what Wembley was all about, to, to get in and play these big teams week after week. So we're going to have to have to be ready, what, whoever it is that goes out there.
4: It, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of game it's going to be, because I, I haven't really watched Swansea at all this season yet. I, I haven't had a, a chance to watch one of their games on telly, so I don't know too much about them as a side. But I just wonder, having had a game where we were... Um, allow well, not allowing. You know, Leeds had a lot of possession. So at times, when you're when you're not with the ball, it's it's probably a little bit harder to to try and run around after it. It would probably be good if, like the Forest game, if we can start on the front foot and and keep possession of the ball and try and do that to Swansea rather than have another ninety minutes where. We're, we're, we're a little bit chasing shadows at times and and trying to put up a resilient sort of defensive performance instead.
5: Yeah, I, I, I don't think um, Swansea are at the level of Leeds in terms of the way they play football. In fact, I was, I was speaking to, I was in the presence of some Swansea fans last week. So um, they were. Did you go to the wrong game? You? Uh, no, no, they, they were in the same place I was uh, last weekend. So, oh, on holiday. Um, yeah. Um, and um, oh, no, 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 they. <laughs> They are, haven't been as impressed with with their setup as as you think, actually. Uh, and they they can believe, you know, they don't feel that they're in uh, such a strong position as as we all think they are. Um, they do say that they they can turn it on, but occasionally they don't. Um, whether that's uh, that takes Reading into account, I don't know. So I don't think they're as strong as Leeds. Having said that, they're still a good side. Still <laughs> going to be a, a real tough battle. and um, we are going to have to rotate, not because of necessarily because it's Swansea, because of the effort that the side put in yesterday. Um, you, you've got to imagine the likes of Os Tumor play field probably, um, maybe rest Prattley, maybe rest Johnny Williams, um, put them on the bench, uh, bring in Oshilaja maybe for Soles Souls. Mm. But as Tom said earlier, you know up front we haven't got a great deal of choice
4: yeah it's funny isn't it all these we're talking about Swansea having a great start to the season we're one point behind them Talk about Leeds having a great start to the season we're on the same, same points as them yeah. I only realised that this morning right we've actually come uh, to the end of this evening's Charlton Live we've run out of time um, it always flies by when we're talking about a victory uh, like yesterday a really dogged performance and one that Charlton fans certainly did enjoy so uh, thank you for listening to tonight's show thank you uh, to all of you who sent stuff in I hope you've enjoyed it thank you Suze great to see you thank you we'll see really you again over yeah. the course of the season I'm Definitely. sure Terry Thank you. And Tom, good to see you, see you on Thursday. Hopefully, yep. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, I've had a pretty good weekend. Uh, not only did we win, uh, Solly got a new cat bowl from the club shop got engaged this morning <laughs> so uh, it's been a pretty good one so I've had a great weekend Amy on the other end yeah yeah, no, yeah don't know what, don't she's got know a new it, cat bow yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, there we go right so yeah, thank you for listening uh, I hope you have enjoyed the show we'll be back here on Thursday when we look back at whatever happens against Swansea and we look ahead to another tough game uh, which is the way at Fulham so we look forward to seeing you on Thursday but for tonight we shall say goodbye <laughs>